Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one judicious page of Talmud each day. Today's page, Bavakama 75, begins with a big legal drama. Rabban Gamliel meets Rabbi Yoshua and tells him a moving story. Rabban Gamliel had a slave, Tavi, and now, Rabban Gamliel says, he had maimed his slave and is therefore obliged to set him free. Okay, says Rabbi Yoshua, but were there any witnesses there? Because, he reasons, the requirement to emancipate Tavi if you maimed him is really a type of fine, and, well, if you're dealing with fines, you need witnesses. Got any? And here is where things get interesting. Have a listen. Rav Huna said to Rav Chista, This case involving Rabban Gamliel is different, as he admitted to his actions when he was not in the presence of a court. An admission not in the presence of a court does not exempt the perpetrator from paying the relevant fine. The Gemara challenges, but Rabbi Yoshua was the president of the court, so it is likely that the encounter took place in court. The Gemara answers, nevertheless, Rabbi Yoshua was not present in court when Rabban Gamliel encountered him. The question raised here is profound, and it's getting more pressing every day. Put bluntly, it's this. Is Rabbi Yehoshua, who is the president of the court, still on duty if he's not actually physically present in court? It's no mere philosophical quibble or just futile brain teaser. It's quickly becoming just about the most pressing question we can imagine. Why? Because in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Bureau of Labor Statistics found that a whopping 27% of the U.S. workforce was working remote at least part of the time, while other academic studies suggest that the number is actually much, much higher, maybe closer to 50% or even more. Which brings us back to Rabbi Yoshua. Imagine that on the day he had this famous chat with Rabban Gamliel, he was working from home, sitting there, in his living room, with his slippers, just chatting with his friend. Does his judicial code of conduct still apply? Before you go ahead and say, yeah, sure, of course, don't see why not, consider the consequences. If Rabbi Yoshua, now a remote worker like so many of us, is now also bound by the same ethical code of conduct upon which so much of the integrity of his post relies, that means, well, it means that Rabbi Yoshua has no life. It means that there's not even one single moment when Rabbi Yoshua can just relax and be himself and not have to worry that every chat he has with a buddy will soon turn into an official disputation with far-reaching consequences because, after all, it is impossible if you're just at home to say, well, I'm sorry, from 4 to 4.15, I'm a justice, but from 4.15 onwards, I'm just a dad or just a guy. That's a problem because for many of us, Doctors and lawyers and accountants and nurses and teachers and journalists, our professional codes of conduct are absolute necessities, the foundational building blocks of our professions. And it was hard enough to follow them to a T back in the olden days when it was clear when we were on duty and where we were off. But now that the lines between home and office have blurred, now that we're never exactly exclusively just one thing or another because that work email it's going to ding in the middle of a family dinner. And that call from the kid's school, it's going to come and interrupt a client meeting. Now we're in a pickle. How do we balance it? 
How do we rethink our ethical codes of conduct in a time when the personal and the professional are so seamlessly blended together? The Talmud, alas, doesn't say. But it raises the question, inviting us to think about this issue, identifying the problem, and urging us to do what the rabbis themselves did. Stop, argue, and revise again and again and again until we've arrived at something that feels workable. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you are really going to love the new book just published by me. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book. You can order it now at your local bookstore or directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is, you know, a smile. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirts and mugs and other swag at tabletstudios.com and you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. Talmudic.